and welcome to Brown About Town. I'm Jay. I'm Nima. And I'm Stacey. Enthusiastic Stacey there. Yeah, and my voice is... Uh... Okay, so let me brighten you up with our Would You Rather. So would you rather be able to rap or be able to sing? Yeah, but like, okay, sing. so many questions. How are there so many questions? Like, Tarnish Gambino can rap and sing, so okay, if I pick would one... Would you rather be able to rap? Yeah, but rap? he can do all of them, so if I can do one, you I can do, maybe do, do all of them. No, you... No. no. Well, what level of singing am I like? Am I like, you know, like, Simon's like, um, yeah, I can imagine that on, like, a cruise ship, or on Butlins, <laughs> or am I like... <laughs> or am I like Alicia Keys? Alicia Keys' voice isn't good. Um, it's not that great. But she, I... That's yeah. rude. That's I, don't like, I don't like listening to her voice. I think it's all like... I don't like her. Someone anyway. listed her as someone who can't sing like that. They said that. I was like, wow. Well, who's good then? Anyway, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, Whitney? Yeah. Mm, oh, I wouldn't want Whitney. Or you could be like the Jay Sean, the female Jay Sean. <laughs> He's not a good singer or rapper. Um, I'm going to say rap because I want to be in rap battles and I want to cuss people. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, I see that. And you want to... I want to sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can we can do a duet. Heck yeah. Oh. What about you, Jay? Uh, fire I, stage up. <laughs> fire emoji, fire emoji, yeah. fire emoji. <laughs> um, Hunted. <laughs> I don't know. That uh, it's, I was genuinely... I thought of it and I was like, hmm, what would I... I like the idea of being able to rap for the spitting purposes. Yeah, and, you know, it suits your personality. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like... Yay. And Sassy. I'd like to do the little, like, Issa Rae kind of rapping. Like, that would be fun. <gasps> yeah. I just stopped talking about Issa Rae. But anyway. and all. But then singing, I love. If I could sing like Broadway songs or like, um, like Dream Girls, mm-hmm. I would. I, I would live forever. I would never stop singing though. It's hard. I. Think... You gotta be careful. You got Australian voice. Mm, I would have. Honey, yeah, honey, honey. <laughs> honey. Yeah. Um, I think. I think rapping would be a better life skill because mm. you could just throw it in like you like do a lecture and then just start rapping but if you, you know, think cool. of career wise though yeah career wise but rapping I think no but rappers are like I don't it know, might be a bit I more be, you might be have long, more longevity with rapping than singing I reckon it's I a, so. uh, not a saturated market, market I would say but I would say it's a harder market to crack at the moment mm. in my humble opinion I don't know if I would like, Nicki Minaj will tell you don't. <laughs> <laughs> she won't allow me to female rappers a shoe at my head <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like I don't want to do this anymore I keep getting attacked by ratchet bitches <laughs> um <laughs> I think I think I would want to sing, but I say that begrudgingly. But I, might try I think you'd be good at it, and I think you'd really enjoy it. I would. I, I think I'd be. Ha- it'd make me happy, and mm. I'd just be really annoying, and it'd be really fun. You could win best breakout artist for rap, like in ten years. Wait, I can I coach you. You think I'd be a good rapper <laughs> uh, if I coach you? Yeah. <laughs> you got bars. I got bars. Got yeah. Bars? yeah. Slowly He's written. A wordsmith. Down. Words. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's a good rap name. Yeah. Anyway, okay. He's a wordsmith. Yeah, to be fair, I would like to make rap names. That would probably yeah, be can, my um, my thing. I'd reinvent myself. Anyway, I'll mm-hmm. stop talking now. So <laughs> go on to... Okay, that's the end of Would You Rather. So yes. go on to Brown About Town, Nima. What's good? We've been pretty chill, I feel. But that's because... <laughs> on the turn down. <laughs> oh, yes, literally. But we've been doing like personal development shit too. Definitely. <laughs> so I feel like that is good. Especially you, Jay, like, yeah. with the moving. Yeah, so I moved house, uh, listeners, um, which is the first time I actually lived not with my family in London, which is, mm-hmm. it was exciting. I was like, oh, look at me, having to take my stuff and like, <laughs> pack it and stuff. But I don't know, usually 
moving is pretty traumatic i've found in my past when you like move and you're just like why do i have so much stuff why is everything so heavy i hate having luggage like anything like that it's just so annoying but i was very very well organized this mm. time i had all my shit packed uh, i had to rent a car had my driver who was a friend or family member <laughs> no, yeah <laughs> you being chauffeur no, honey. Okay. no yeah i was definitely like yeah renting a car like just but then i i don't know i was quite organized it's like i packed it like ready to go in the morning so we could get as much done in the morning and mm-hmm. then like um just take everything upstairs throw it upstairs it was done by mid-afternoon um so how many trips did you make two wait what kind that of car did you rent for logistics yeah it was a, vans are really expensive like yeah, whenever we've done it man a, and van it was just a hatchback it was like a uh, what the hell is a hatchback by the way yeah, um, a hatchback it's like just like, like a, a, a ford focus kind oh, of thing oh, oh, just like, oh with a boot that opens up properly yeah, at the back yeah like yeah it's like four four door car isn't that called five door then five door yeah five door car but yeah just it was quite small like interesting did you zip car no, you just used... I think I used Avis. Oh, yeah. good tips in it for, like, moving in London. Yeah, yeah. But I just got it... Um, it was really easy. Yeah, just two trips. Because I just put all my clothes in bin bags. <laughs> and I was just like, let me just yeah. throw them in. What, yeah, so and I only had, I town or whatever. Yeah, and I didn't have much furniture because I was living with my grandparents and I didn't, you know, try and ransack their house for furniture. So it was just, <laughs> like, a couple of bookshelf and things like that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was good. It was, like, super chilled. Like, it's nice to live. I don't know... I, I feel like as you get older, like things feel like a big less of a big deal. You know, it's like this is not the first. I thought it would mm. feel like bigger, but it's like mm. I've lived by myself before. Not by myself. I live with housemates, but yeah. I've moved out by myself before. I've moved before. Like none of this yeah. was that. It was just like, oh, okay. Is this is how adult life is now? You're like, yeah, I've yeah. done this before, and I'm doing it again, and this is it. Mm. Yeah. My flat is fantastic, isn't it, Stacey? Yeah, it's so nice. Like, Jay was like, oh, I don't think I deserve to live here. Like, it's too nice. And I was like, yeah, it's London. How nice could it be? Like, it's probably really shit, but it's in a fancy area or whatever. And yeah. then I went and I was like, this flat is so nice. It feels like it's an American loft or something. That like, part of it Ooh. feels like that. It's yeah. so, like, out so, of like, Gossip Girl. Frenzy? Yeah. No? No, no, way nicer, like Gossip Girl. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if it's Gossip Girl. Oh no, no, like, you know, um, like the, I've never watched the poor Gossip man's Girl. dad, like his, like not not like Gossip Girl flat. Yeah, not like it's a house. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking like so, like studio. No, you know, like Dan's dad. I've like read the book. You know, like I didn't watch it too much, okay, but like an, I, I can visualise. Just like it's open and it's airy and it's high up and it's really nice. Yeah, but I think, you know what, when we mo- people move to London, like a lot of, well, me and Stacey are from here, like Nima's from here. So none of us like have moved here, like at the poorest stage of our lives to like get a job. So yeah. it's kind of like, but a lot of friends we did, who we know did and, their flats were skanky like they were horrible so like gross. everyone like people lived in really horrible places when they moved here and they were paying so much money so I when i got this when you're, mo- that's messed up when you move to a new city yeah like when you're desperate or like yeah, as in, like you don't have much time because you don't know any better too huh? yeah you don't know the areas you don't mm. yeah so many people like they get flats they have no living space i mean this is not rare but like just like yeah no living space small kitchen a thousand housemates who are disgusting and like, like people i know had whatever, like rats yeah. And, sounds like, like suffering yeah Sorry. But yeah, like, yeah no. and I think you guys were... Uh, so I was really worried, yeah, I think. Yeah, like, you guys were smart, obviously, like, because yeah, one of your friends that you moved with, um, I hope it's okay to disclose, mm-hmm. has lived in London and then rented, so you yeah. have that experience. And yeah. then obviously, yeah, you live in London, so you can search properly. Yeah, it was kind of like we looked, we, we had time as well, because I think mm. a lot of people move here, they just have to take whatever... I think Minimum. one of my friends was talking about, she went to viewings and they didn't have an, an oven, um, and then one of the... 
So that's my question. So like when you do rent, they already facilitate in terms of furniture. What do they, what is typically given and what isn't? Well, so you can get a flat furnished or unfurnished. So Mm -hmm. ours is furnished. So it's got like all the furniture, sofas. I think it really helps because you don't have to cart, like you said, furniture around. Yeah. Because that's expensive in terms of moving if like it's not furnished and you're like literally having to fill up space. Some places can be like part furnished as well where they'll be like, oh, we have like fridge, cooker, all of the microwave bits and bars, maybe like not beds or something like that. Yeah. Depending all of them might be like, we have beds and sofas but not fridges or something like that yeah this one Shoot, like, I'd, I'd rather w- a fridge yeah no it's quite like it's like kind of built in and stuff and then like um, yeah I think we didn't have microwave and then obviously cutlery and all that sort of stuff you oh, have that's to get fine. but yeah it's very much like and also because my housemates have lived rented for a while they have a mm-hmm. lot of stuff so I don't know it's very like it's got good storage space your place as well yeah I, I really like it it's it's nice um, sounds like a smooth it's lovely transition. yeah I mean, it's very far away from me, but yeah, whatever. But so is everything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, everything is far, so it's fine. Yeah, but you know how big London is. Mm, it really, it's huge. It's like, oh. especially if yeah. you're not it's, right it's, next to a tube station. Mm, it's like, wow, mm. okay. The journey to any tra- travel node is like, <laughs> is that what? But yeah. it's like, it takes ages. But like, it's not too far from a few like good hubs. But anyway, let me not disclose where I live. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And then... Stacey, share with us. Um, I think you were talking about Black Klansman. Yeah, so I went to see Black Klansman. I don't know if you, any of you guys seen it. No, uh, you good. I've watched it. You have. Yeah. Oh, nice. Bootleg. What did you do? Nima, stand with your truth. What did you do? What had happened was <laughs> I had to do my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just streamed it online. But I'm gonna buy a ticket because I do be supporting <laughs> <Not go. laughs> the people. I'm, I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, so I went to see Black Klansman, um, and I think it was on a big screen as well. So like, sometimes when I go to movies, I get really pissed off because they put you in a medium or a small screen, and you're like, mm. "What the fuck is this?" I paid like forty pounds. <laughs> it was like ten pounds, but still. Um, but it's yeah, um, it was really good. I fell asleep for the first half, which I haven't done since um, the King's Speech or whatever. That. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I snored, but um, I don't know. But yeah, no, it was. <laughs> you fell asleep for the first half. Oh no, first half an hour, sorry, I didn't finish my uh, oh, work. Okay, okay. I think it was like 20 minutes I fell asleep for. Like, I worked like the first 15 minutes and I think I missed like, and then my, um, I was with my sister and she said it was boring, so it's fine. Yes. Um, like nothing exciting happened. But then I don't know, that I'm not just be her. But it was a really good movie. Um, it's interesting because the premise of the movie is um, based on a true story, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, black police officer, the first, I forgot what area it is, but first Colorado. in that whole area, Colorado. Mm. He's the first like... Uh, black police officer in the police department um he seems to work with generally people that are like not very racist but there's a couple people that wind him up um and he takes on this undercover case uh where he infiltrates the kkk um on the phone mostly uh and then they find like a white officer to go in as him and it's kind of comical in that sense because it does yeah he's jewish as well (laughs) so i think that at first i was like oh just a white guy and then it's like a jewish guy yeah he's not very like his he's not very like he hasn't been brought up very Jewish. Yeah. Uh, like American Jewish or whatever. Um, yeah, so it's really interesting to see, like, how he feels being put in that situation when he's supposed to be, like, super racist. Yeah. Um, and just, just, like, I don't know, like, in a weird, in a weird way, it kind of humanises the KKK, but then also you still hate them. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it was really, it's weird to watch because I think part, it's quite a funny film mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of comedy in it um, and most of it is like that and then there's, like, really tense, awkward moments which kind of remind you, like, the whole nonsense behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was good. romance in it too. Yeah, there was a bit of romance with them. It wasn't, I wasn't blown away, but it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, I felt like it was a bit, um, document, they had some yeah. slight documentary feels, especially at the beginning mm. when they had like, um, 
the bit Stacey fell asleep for. (laughs) (laughs) They had um, this guy called, I think, Kwame, like an activist came. Yeah, yeah. And um, he came to talk and I I liked the way the visuals or whatever, that was nice. But then um, I liked how they paralleled a lot of what happened with what's going on today. So much of the script, you could tell, like, it was something that is so, like, relevant for today's time. And I think I've seen a lot of reviews talking about that too. And, like, it's, yeah, it was really good in that. And then also, the guy that plays um, that does Donald Trump in skits for SNL. Alex Baldwin. Playing, yeah, I don't know his name. Who's he playing? He was in the oh, beginning. Oh, Alec Baldwin, yeah, yeah. He, he was in the beginning, yeah, and I think he was playing like Donald Duke cameo. or something like a, like, I think he was playing somebody from the clan. Yeah. And I thought that was, that made it even funnier to me. Oh, I was like a clan introduction video. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. And it was like, that's how it started, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. it started. And to me, that was even funnier because I was like, look, Trump. Yeah, in the video, like not obviously it's yeah. not Trump, but just and the idea they purposely picked that person. Yeah, Alec Odyssey. Baldwin is my like, like one of my favourite actors. He's so funny. He's so, funny. <laughs> he's so what? He's hot as well. Yeah, genuinely, like he's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's in Thirty Rock and his yeah. character is just he's oh, like an okay. ultra capitalist, mm-hmm. and it's just the the lines he has about capitalism and just the way <laughs> that people think it's just. It's I amazing. learned quite a lot about negotiation from him in Thirty Rock. Yeah, <laughs> eat, eat a tangerine. <laughs> never speak first. <laughs> yeah, never speak first. Just stand silently. <laughs> Um, um, oh, and you know what you were saying um, what Nima was saying about the documentary that's true actually because at the end I remember um, when it kind of wraps up um, because obviously it features like real people but obviously actors like the head of the KKK at the time Duke whatever his name was Donald yeah. Duke yeah um, and so at He's the so end yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the end they kind of like they, they use like real documentary like skills or whatever and they show clips of him um, in person mm. and then yeah so um, like what he's like now and him doing a hate preach and um, and stuff like that and yeah like I think it, it was interesting because I think like in my head I was kind of expecting it to like to be really angry for it and really upset but it was kind of like a more subtle way because it used like comedy and like the documentary narrative um, to kind of like draw you in and then it got really movie and it got like a bit like a bit yeah there was a bit of romance in it and stuff and then it had like a funny slash weird ending which was good yeah I, so i haven't seen it but i read a well one of someone said something like a critique a critique of it he was saying how um um in reality it kind of reframes the police in a way that like kind of ignores how racist the police system is like because it's like but, kind of um, yeah i think oh i've got the point go ahead yeah but so because that actual officer who did that in reality most of the jobs he did was infiltrating like the black panthers and like trying to take out activist groups and things like that Mm -hmm. so and it's like it's framed as if the police ever really tried to take down the kkk when really what they were doing especially was infiltrating like activist groups and stuff like that i don't know to be fair at the beginning they did touch on that though because they had sent him to infiltrate um when he went for the speech he went to infiltrate for the um you know the black panther movement yeah because they felt like you know they'll be we already know what like the authorities felt about the black panthers then and probably still till today yeah but like um i i think it was really good acting. Um, shout out to Denzel's son, by the way. I know this is terrible. I should probably use his name, but I can't remember it right now. Wait, which one was it? Denzel's son was the main character. Oh, oh really? Denzel. You look mm. like Denzel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine dinner at their house? And you're not back to... <laughs> Distracting. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't even be able to eat. But anyhow. Um, so um, back to the film. Um, yeah, so he was supposed to... They had told him to go and infiltrate. And that's how he met his love interest in the movie or whatever. Okay. But then... He gets into um, the KKK thing was like literally by accident. 
he saw it in the newspaper, mm-hmm. how they portrayed it in the movie anyway. And then they, um, yeah, and then he just called them up randomly and they fell for it, thinking that he sounded like a white person. Yeah. That's what it was. So I feel they touched on it. But yeah. like he said, it didn't, I guess it didn't um, talk too much about that fact. They just like glazed over it a little I think bit it was subtle and like, I don't know too much about it, but this is my fake interpretation. But maybe it ref- like reflects the person because obviously he wanted to be in the police department, the main character. Yeah. He, like in the beginning, it's the weirdest interview ever. He doesn't go through the police academy. He's literally sitting there with two like senior white police officers. I oh, know one of them is black actually. And he's like, and they're basically like, he's like, why should why should we take you on? Like the police has never had a black police officer in Colorado. Mm-hmm. What What is the point of us taking you on? And he was like, no, like, I'm ready for it. And they're like, it's not going to be easy like you're going to get a lot of hate so they weren't defending the racism or like no so they weren't defending the racism yeah but they were also so like we're not going to stop it either they were like we can't stop yeah. it and you're just going to have to deal with it and he was like obviously it's going to be change in the future but um he was like yeah you're gonna have to deal with a lot of crap and, and he was like he really wanted to do it and he was like no i want to do it it's a good opportunity and they, there was a guy that was antagonizing him throughout the whole thing um so obviously i, I think yeah they did play up the police is like kind of good cop part but yeah. um yeah it was quite clear that like they weren't and i did think the bit like the critique of it was kind of true at the end because i was like this would never happen in real life i reckon um so the cop that antagonizes him front they the shut whole, it down though they, yeah but they i don't think that would have happened burn all the evidence so to me as much no, as that they person... the guy like the guy that antagonizes him another police officer yeah and um, he winds him up throughout the whole thing yeah, and he's one. really racist um so they do like a sting at the end like when he's done well um he gets him like really drunk and he gets him to admit like how racist he is and like how much he hates him because he's black and then um the the kind of the chief police whatever guy um yeah and then they arrest him and then they're like oh we're gonna trial you or whatever and you're gonna get chucked off the police yeah and it's like that wouldn't really happen in real life no no definitely not i think what i meant sorry when i was saying with oh, the, the shutting down was yeah. the actual um kkk the investigation that they did i think the beginning and the end are what like does kind of shine a light on the fact that maybe also because maybe i'm a little bit of work like we know as individuals like they definitely aren't for the idea of like shutting down the kkk not yeah to be yeah funny. like i'm very sure there are kkk people that are in police high-ranking positions in the police as well but um i think the fact at the end when they wrapped it up and they were like oh all of a sudden they didn't have funding it was like oh age-old like easy example um, yeah easy excuse sorry to yeah. you know shut down something that's definitely worked to your favor or whatever and yeah, so I just, I don't know. I, mean, like, I think there it, were tidbits, yeah. but it wasn't like strong. Yeah, and, I and also, I guess, like, I mean, I just read a think piece, so this yeah, is why yeah, I yeah. said that. But, no, that, but I, I'm not sure, because I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, if it's a film. Yeah, it's exactly. interesting yeah, like, yeah. It's, it doesn't need to be and I think the story yeah. did clearly highlight that they didn't actually achieve anything apart from like piss off the grandmaster yeah. and they personally like wound him up and, and like he wife. was really pissed off like that you know uh, yeah and his and his wife and um, yeah and, and they didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve which was the KKK were actually planning a terror attack spoiler okay. alert mm-hmm. and they managed to um, stop it um, and not harm any because the uh, and not harm any of the black activists. Yeah. Like so, they were trying to um, mm-hmm. aim it at like Black Panthers and stuff, um, and they didn't actually achieve that. Obviously, that's not going to mean they're not going to do it again. Yeah. Um, but I think it it was like a really really like I think maybe people are overplaying the importance of it. Like yeah, and I think it had like a small impact on where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like yeah, they destroyed the evidence, so it's not like it had a huge impact on policing in general. But yeah, I think it's there was a line in there in the movie where. Um, the activist girl who is dating had even like complained to him about the fact that I don't think she knew he was an undercover cop at the time, but um, the fact because he was saying, Can't I fight the system within the system mm. or whatever? And yeah. she was like, Shane, no, you can't. And I feel it, oh, and this might be like 
going off tangent a little bit but it also reflects today's issues as well like people tend to think that oh no you have to be outside you have to be you know to attack or like change things yeah but like no i think you need to attack it's just like it's just like war. When you think of like like in history and stuff, when you <laughs> I don't like see because I feel like that's something visual that you can see when you attack from different angles. Yeah, you're able to effectively like defeat whatever you're trying to like you know conquer or whatever yeah. it is. Mm. So like I feel like it's a bit ignorant to say things like oh only from the outside can you like try and change things actually that's rather silly you have to somehow yeah. infiltrate but it, yeah well I guess sorry that, just thinking about a voice note I got from Nima yesterday about mm-hmm. what's her name Kalichi or something yeah know, Kalichi yeah. or Kafo yeah maybe. like so the uh, she's like a person in England mm-hmm. <laughs> and well she's talking about she, oh, we're talking about it later <laughs> but anyway yeah so she's like an influencer person she was on mm-hmm. the BBC News and she uh, they were arguing about the Serena Williams thing which we'll talk about a bit later yeah. but um, basically there was a woman uh, Asian uh, host, what's it called? A host was asking her questions about it blah 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 and, the, and a white male host and the Asian woman asked some like annoying questions or whatever and then I saw a tweet and it annoyed me and mm, I think it annoyed yeah, me as well where she was like this is why I don't say people of colour because you know this brown woman is not helping us and blah 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 and I was like oh god like shut up like she's like one that woman's a host of a BBC TV yeah. show like it's not mm-hmm. she's, she's got not, someone in her ear yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. she's also not like a representation of all women of colour like, people yeah. of colour and you can't also you can't be like well we only stand for black women full stop mm-hmm. that's it there's no yeah. there's no parallels with anyone like uh, mm-hmm. It's just a bit. Yeah, it's like a stupid way of thinking about things. Go yeah. on. Yeah. My final point. Um, I think the movie was quite good at um showing the kind of difference in like um how kind of people that are like really racist or just any supremacists, especially in America, because there's like lots of like there's like a visual scene where the KKK are all like hate and they're like laughing and like watching you know like one of those black faced um movies oh, yeah. and they're all laughing and they're thinking and they're like yeah like, kill him I hate you uh die die and then and um and the uh, the Black Panthers are having a meeting and they've got um, a, someone that uh, witnessed his friend being lynched um, mm. and he was like, I just survived, I hid and survived. Because I think otherwise that was Harry have... Belafonte. Is that, yeah, I, I might I, be I wrong, but, the name, he's like, but he's he's really iconic. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was like, like a beautiful, peaceful speaker and they're all just like silently listening whereas the others are like all screaming and it cuts back and forth where they're like preaching about love and like black power mm-hmm. um, but not in a violent way mm-hmm. um, whereas the KKK are all like yeah like murder them and shit they're yeah. watching that's what's that film that they just made another film It that film was actually very pivotal pivotal mm-hmm. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Or the Blackface movie. That, yeah, that movie, it was... It's I like can't remember what it was. Birth, yeah. of, birth of a Nation. Yeah, Birth of yeah. a Nation. That was yeah. actually very pivotal in terms of, like, increasing um, member membership into KKK yeah. and um, increasing, like, the whole notion of black people being beasts, rapists, savages, all that nonsense. I think that was and what... it's gone... And, you know, the thing is, that affected not just the Americas until today. That it's, it has a global effect. I don't think people realise how much, like, I think that was what, I don't know if... 13th. I feel like that was the first film ever mm-hmm. made, like, first feature film. Yeah, it was, like, something so. like that. It was the yeah. first feature film ever yeah. made, oh, which is, like... Movie, I feel like, yeah, it had some facts about that for movies, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, about... We had to watch it for my American history, Southern mm-hmm. history class, and I was like, that's fucked up. 
Yeah. It, because he was like, because I remember watching it and I was like, I can't bother to watch this. It's so boring. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not racist. This isn't interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to totally ruin the movie now just because, like, yeah. well, I think okay. people should have watched it by now. And if yeah, you yeah. mean, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, in, and in that scene as well, when the, they're watching the KKK, watching that movie, it's like a private KKK meeting, initiation meeting. Yeah. Um, and the black police officer who went undercover, but they don't know it's him, is actually mm. assigned to Duke, whatever, as a he's, security uh, detail. He's security. He and it's so like, funny. it's quite powerful he watching so him. Peace. Like, it's, they do it in a slightly comical way at times as well. Like he's watching there like really angry but like I've got to be calm because yeah. I'm playing the bigger game I'm really winding him up and he doesn't know it yeah. on the upper hand but obviously he has to face the racist abuse while he's there as well and also you know it doesn't completely end because I feel like didn't he wake up and there's like a KKK burning outside his house at some point I feel like that might have been actual clips I don't know because I thought that it's not well. like they like because he does reveal who he is at the end mm-hmm. and they all use their real names which is really weird as well like yeah. as in like uh, the Ron police Star officers Wars. they don't use proper undercover names they use their real names I think it might have been That's stupid as you yeah. because at <laughs> the beginning he was playing that. around and maybe he didn't think it would catch on like that but yeah yeah I don't know I don't know. But yeah, it's an intriguing movie. It's very interesting. Yeah, I might watch it one day. Uh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen another Spike Lee movie, so it's my first one, so I didn't know what to expect. Ooh. Yeah. But I know he's hyped. Yeah. yeah. Oh, talking of like, um, yeah, food. Didn't you try to talk about it? I like it. That, like, that, 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 that was, was talking about always was, being hungry. That, that, that was a seamless <laughs> segue. Yeah. Uh, Stacey had food. Go on. <laughs> I'm always eating. Um, so I went to Ethiopian restaurant because I've like made a thing, like not made a thing. I've been saying I want to go eat more African food, mm-hmm. try different types of African food. Um, um, I and failed I- you in that. Sorry. <laughs> I failed you in that. Sorry. Yeah, I no. Like uh, where's my Nigerian home cooked food, please? I, I, we'll um, work on it. But you know what? Also, if you can source me some Ghanaian jollof so I can compare the two. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I had Ethiopian food um, uh, and I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, it was really interesting. It was nice. And it's like, um, yeah, it's really cute. There's a place in Kentish Town uh, called Queen of Sheba. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a few, quite a few dotted around London, but I think they're like small independents. Um, and it was really good. Um, they, so they serve like the main thing that they serve everything with is like this bread, and it's like a giant, like a tray, like the size of like two heads. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to illustrate a giant Who's tray. Heads. Anyone's heads, like you know, just like a giant, like imagine a dinner plate, but like twice the size. Yeah. Like one of those, yeah, like a serving tray. But yeah. it's like filled with this uh, flatbread that they have. Mm. Um, and it's got cute little rolls in it. Um, and it's like, how to explain it? It's sort of like somewhere between um, like a chapati and a crumpet. So it's like a, That's, or a pancake. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a, it's not thin, but it's not thick either. It's mm. like thicker than roti, but obviously thinner than a crumpet. It's like a pancake. Yeah, and it's like got little air bubbles in it so I don't know what they make it with Okay, I guess some sort of yeast yeah anyway (laughs) so that's the main bread that they have everything with and then you've got like little curries and like uh, grilled dishes and you can like order one or to share and they do a good vegetarian selection Mm. Um, yeah (laughs) it was really funny uh, uh, the people I went with so it was like all the meat eaters were like should we just shuffle this in so we can share the bread and all the vegetarians you fuck off that end (laughs) (laughs) Um, no yeah all the food looked really good Um, and yeah it's really interesting flavours and I had this like meat curry which wasn't what I ordered but I had some and mm. it almost had like a wasabi flavour to it mm. that's weird yeah I don't know how to you know, how do you even review food because I'm like you can't eat it and you can't smell it right now yeah you have to but describe it, it. Mm, a, a pancake crumpet tray mm. yeah. <laughs> like, I, feel like, I feel like I'm pretty uh, like worldly on food and I've eaten mm. lots of different type of food but like Ethiopian bread was new to me so yeah. and I like it because it's eating with hands and I love watching white people eat stuff with their hands because mm-hmm. it, it cracks me up but um and I was like this is hard yeah and it's like you, know, you need a knife and fork to eat it's like a bread it's like a roti or whatever you wrap everything in it and you eat it however yeah. you like um so I enjoyed that as well mm. that sounds, sounds fun yeah. did you guys have coffee too 
Because I know Ethiopians are big on coffee. Yeah, no, I didn't. I completely forgot. I think I was just really hungry and I ate so much bread that I didn't even think to look at. And uh, the people I was with weren't really into like seven courses like I am. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we're not going to. So it was just kind of we're chatting and stuff. So I got a bit distracted. But I think I will go back because I love strong coffee. Yeah. and Because yeah. that's usually the thing wherever I go, wherever I go on holiday, if I go to a new restaurant, I'm like, oh, do you have a local tea or coffee? Just to try it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I completely forgot about that. So I need to go back. Mm. Do and share. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that is about it. Short and snappy. Okay, yeah, so... So on to snap, crackle, and pop. Before we move on, we'll have a quick ad from the Thank Me Later podcast. It's me, good-looking Lee, from the Thank Me Later podcast, Gotham Podcast Studios' number one show. Thank Me Later is a variety show. We discuss all things from spirituality to sexuality. There's even a whole lot of cursing in the middle. If this sounds like something you would like to check out, go to anywhere you listen to podcasts and search Thank Me Later. We'll be right there. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Thank Me Later Podcast NYC. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Make sure you rate and comment. We really appreciate it, guys. God bless. And we're back. <laughs> More talking from me. <laughs> uh, so Snap, Crackle and Pop Culture this week. Um, I don't know, Jay, do you want to start us off and, like, talk about the Serena Williams thing, which has happened? Yeah, so I... Outrageous. Yeah, so I'm not exactly, like, tennis-wise, don't really know what happened. Mm, But basically, I think it was, like, she was deducted a point for whatever, and then she was annoyed because she wasn't fair. So she was, like, said something, like, and then the umpire, like, took more points off her and then charged her loads of money, which was not right for that kind of like whatever it wasn't fair basically and then i think the thing that annoyed me most was probably the australian cartoon did you see it mm. like mm. so this um australian cartoon drew Idiots. a picture of the the situation so the girl she was playing was a woman of color she was mixed race haitian, japanese japanese, Naomi japanese Osaka, yeah. yeah japanese and, and haitian, uh, haitian haitian and um she yeah basically like in the cartoon they'd drawn her as a white woman which triggered with blonde me hair. yeah with blonde hair which triggered me because I don't know if it, I think I said this in the podcast before but like I, when I was in Thailand they drew a picture of me yeah. and they, they did my skin like white <laughs> no, mm-hmm. well it wasn't white it was just like I was really tanned and it was mm-hmm. just not my skin tone that yeah. they I was like what the hell like don't draw me like I'm not that's how, how you want to see me yeah. yeah you've just decided like, that's how I should want to look or whatever mm-hmm. anyway so they drew, drew her like as a white woman which was just ridiculous and then they drew um Serena Williams as if like she was like some sort of beast wildebeest mm, and it yeah. was just like just gross and then the Australian people were like oh how is that racist uh, Australians are so racist let me tell you something <laughs> experience <laughs> like, yeah a this. couple of experiences well okay I think on the news I think that's where I was most shocked when I saw some of the like racism they have like I was watching it was like the news they were talking about uh, domestic violence and they were talking about um, they were just talking about domestic violence in general and then someone was like I think they said talked about Aboriginal people being like uh, like being prevalent there, and then um, someone, one of the hosts, asked like, "Like, how is domestic violence worse in Aboriginal communities than it is in like the Australian communities?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "What? What's?" And then the person answered like, "Oh yeah, it's much more violent with them. Like, there's more likely to be broken what? jaws and other things like that with with Aboriginal." I was like. I, I, was, I was so shocked they asked, asked that question and I was so shocked that the person answered that question. I was like, that's... How is that even... Like, it's like, how are they worse than us? That was basically the question. It's like, oh, they're worse than us this way. And I was like... It's so... Yeah. Like, this little things like that always on the news. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like... 
so much racism. I remember when I saw a uh, video of the Holi Festival, which is like a Hindu festival where they throw powder, which has been kind of appropriated to like mm. colour run where they throw powder on everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they had a video of uh, the Holi Festival and the guy was like, oh, it kind of looks like the, the colour run. And I was uh, like... That was pisses like, me off everywhere. I, like, like, I can't hey, even... It just made me laugh so much. I was just like, oh, this place. Anyway, what was I saying? Australians are racist. racist. <laughs> um, and it was just like... Yeah, it's just really horrible and it's just shitty and it's just really annoying because it's just like... Ugh. And didn't they try to defend that cartoon I read somewhere um, by, by trying to publish more provocative cartoons to be like, oh, this is normal. We do it all the time. Yeah. Why are you overreacting? That Trump like, gets like a lot of this. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah. Are we comparing Trump and Serena Williams? Really? Yeah. Like, I think I, I, I generally think I, the worst part of the picture was drawing the other girl as like a blonde white woman. <laughs> like I was like, but I think it's just like a whole thing. Like, oh, like so, I was reading more about it because I was like, let me try and understand the political side and the tennis side. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, you know, she, she's like 36, 37 and like it's mm-hmm. quite rare for any professional tennis professional to be playing that late. I think only a few have. Yeah. Um, and she's a woman as well. Um, and it's just like um. And it's like her return after having a baby or whatever. And it's just like, it frustrates me because it's like a whole media-wide thing to try and undermine her. Mm. So apparently it was because her coach was coaching her from the side um, with like a, a, a non-verbal signals. Yeah. yeah. Um, like what's he would call physical signals. Hands and gloves. Yeah. And she was saying, and apparently there's lots of commentators that like have confirmed that she wasn't even looking. And she said, I wasn't looking. So I wasn't aware that he was coaching that. Um, and, and then, and the empire saw it and he said, and that's when he started finding her and he was like, you've been trying to coach from the and she was like I'm not I don't understand I'm not even looking there and then the coach separately came out and he said like it wasn't agreed um and he was like I was trying to coach her from the side but he was like I don't know why it's become such a big deal he was like it's a like you know like it's everyone done. does it yeah he was like everyone does it all the top people are coached from the side whether they like it or not empires usually ignore it mm-hmm. unless someone's like explicitly trying to cheat or something um and he was like also um male um tennis players often are rooted umpires it happens all the time when they get mad mm-hmm. um, and they'll break stuff and stuff like that and he was like nothing really ever happens and so he was like I don't understand and then Serena came back and was like I don't know what he's talking about we've never agreed the coaching and it's not fair that you know he's the one that admitted it and instead of him being penalised it's actually the player mm-hmm. uh, whether or not um, yeah they like it or not and it comes from her winnings as well it's not even like the option to play it separately mm-hmm. um, it's not a huge amount of money for her I guess but like she, you know, she's running like nearly money, 2 million but yeah. still that's not the point it's the point is like is like in public record or whatever and it's not like in football where it like happens all the time um, and, and it's fine for men it's like in tennis it's like a big deal I guess especially for and women it's individual I think that's yeah. what makes it and it it sounds it almost seems like a personal attack a little bit because beyond yeah, that definitely. you know that um, I know because obviously she, she complained you know she said like she famously said I'd rather lose than to cheat yeah and then like um after the match, you know, during the match, she had complained to officials that the fact was, guaranteed to be fair, let's be very fair, guaranteed she shouldn't have called him a thief. You know, and I know she was passionate, I know she was upset. I'm not excusing that part. That's fine, you're fair to have emotions or whatever. Yeah, it was wrong to call yeah. him out of his name or whatever like that. But um, I think the issue at hand was the fact that she was getting punished more than her male counterparts and she said that yeah that's right and then yeah. what makes it worse was after the fact and i saw an article or like um i didn't read it in depth though the umpires were potentially coming together to boycott actually um working her games mm-hmm. and because of the fact that the um i think the authorities had like put out statements saying that they do agree that men do get like mm. better treatment than women yeah like I mean, 
it's blatantly even though she's like not to like, be funny and it's because she's do you know what it's because she's at this high platform yeah. that she has this massive amount like hyper visibility um, compared to most female tennis players that she's able to use her voice in this way yeah or whatever so it's like kudos to her but then the fact that the umpires were now like looking at potentially boycotting just her, I was like, if you really had an issue with the fact that tennis players call you out your name and then sometimes the associations mm. like take it out on you and say that you were wrong, then why don't you boycott every tennis player that has said something yeah. out of turn? Not just Serena, just because she happens to be highly profitable. Because it starts looking like serious discrimination. That's an issue. Because it starts it's... looking like, oh, because she's a black woman. Yeah. You, you look stupid. Yeah. Like, you, you should have selected everyone that said something out of turn. Yeah, it's just a very strange thing to even yeah. say. Like... And um, yeah, I think I read an article recently where she was talking about how she gets drug tested way more than everyone yeah. else, and just lots of like so she of, just, like it's just, she just obvious like because she's so um, high profile. Obviously, everyone's like, and she's got her. medical conditions as well, and like it frustrates me. So I think it was the same U.S. Tennis Federation or wherever it's called, but they're the ones that change. Oh God, who's that famous? The French, the, okay. No, the famous um, Russian player like Chevykovskaya. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but she got fined. Basically, <laughs> again, it comes down to basically the people that they trust the most not doing their job properly. Um, she a drug change that she was taking um, a routine med, med like prescribed medication for, not for performance enhancing. Oh, this isn't Maria uh, Sharapova, is it? This is maybe that one, one a different one. I think she's quite famous though. It was like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and basically, um, she, you know, a, a part of a routine drug test, she, uh, drug test, she got banned and fined because this drug came positive, oh, and she was like, "No, it's for a medical condition." And they were mm-hmm. like, "Well, we changed the regulations. You, someone should have told you, and you should have gone to a doctor and had that drug change, or you should have let us know. So when we're drug testing you, we know in advance that for that reason, or you shouldn't be playing while you're taking that drug." And basically, she was really frustrated as well. And also, just like um, the recent, the French, I think we've already discussed it um, in a, another episode, the French tennis thingy, um, they changed the. They wouldn't let her wear her. Yeah, and she. Outfit. It's a medical condition, and so it's like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and it just really frustrated me. And also, then um, with the when she, the Naomi Osaka, I think her name is, when she won the trophy or whatever, obviously she's like the it's like historic, and it just gets completely overshadowed. She's a Japanese mm. woman, first Japanese woman to win the US Open. Mm-hmm. Um, and Does she play for Japan. She plays for Japan because she was born in Japan but moved to the states at three. Okay, but still, but yeah. she's like the woman of color, first woman to yeah. win for Japan. Yeah, yeah. And when she was collecting the trophy, all the fans like booing her, and they were like, "Oh, like we want Serena to win." And then Serena like took the mic and was like, no um, "Yeah, she was like, this is not fair. Like it's not, it's not her fault. I won. Yeah, she played yeah. well and she won. Yeah, like whatever happened." And she was like, "We need to support her." So it's like, did, she, I take, did she take the mic and say that, or she said it in a statement she's, after? She's, no, no, she said it on. She said it on yeah, the stage. She, 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 she was read, like, well, I read it anyway, "No more booing." She was like, "She won. She did really well." And I don't. The thing is, I didn't watch the game live i've watched clips and i've seen them the stuff that happened but i'm not sure i was wondering i was like were they booing because of the umpire or the person but i thought that was very unfair the fact that they were booing booing because you're adult because she's (laughs) but i think but i think that's like a sports thing though like yeah that's not really awkward happen i don't know but i think in my head i didn't watch it but i was like oh this reminds me of the whole like taylor swift thing where it's like beyonce had to be like Kanye, chill, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Sorry, the award ceremony that happened years and years ago yeah, yeah, before yeah. Tay Tay got big. <laughs> also, <what>? but, yeah. <laughs> I didn't reference that properly. Um, but yeah, anyway, I feel like we could talk about this forever. But I don't know, um, Jay, if you want to chat about the help. Yeah. So I was going to talk about. So Viol Davis um, mm. was talking about uh, how she really regrets playing her role in the help, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I was actually thinking about that another time because. Like basically, so the help is a book which was written by a, a Southern American white woman, and mm. 
I was I had to again study it in my American Southern history class so we had to read it and like one of the professors was like you know the fact that was no I don't know her name was Scout or something Skeeter or, yeah, or something like Scout yeah right. oh Scout's in um, I think Scout's no that's in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird that's the name of the girl but oh, anyway maybe yeah. her name's Scout in that as well Some. yeah so yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, so basically, there's it's basically got a white savior thing where she ha- writes a book for the maids and then helps them and like makes their lives better or whatever. But in reality, obviously, in the sixties, that never happened. There was just this woman had maids and then she decided to write a book from their perspective. So she very much wrote like like as a black woman and all this other stuff. I haven't read the book. I don't know if it's good. I liked the film when I watched it, yeah. but it's just interesting because. Obviously, that film was really big for Viola Davis, but it mm. really does not write it from the perspective of the maids, and it's very much like um, the white saviour is like the one who is a hero with yeah, the it's like thing. A typical Hollywood thing. Yeah, isn't it's it? yeah. a very typical Hollywood kind of movie, which you probably I don't know, but Viola Davis was saying she regrets it because it's not you don't hear the voice of those people and like yeah. you know she blah 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 blah. And I think it's interesting because like, I think now, more recently, there's so many more movies and shows and stuff that are actually from the perspective of people. Yes. Yes. And I think maybe, I don't know when that was. It must have been like 2010 that came out, maybe yeah, 2008 yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh, that, like you see how much things have changed that you, she's like, oh, I could have held out and actually done a film yeah. that was actually from the main perspective because like that would have actually, yeah. and it was real. It must I be frustrating as well that you have to get to a certain point in your career where you can actually say things without fearing that like this is going to, or, you know, like you said, that things are changing now slightly, um, that it's going to negatively affect, like, your future roles and stuff like that. Yeah. Because obviously it was a, it's a role, it was a decent role, like, acting role for yeah. a black woman in, like, a big film. So she yeah. took it. And there was, um, I think Octavia Spencer was in it as well? Yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah. So there was, like... She, they, I think she won an award for that role, Octavia. Did she? I think one of them did. Yeah. I can't remember. I know, I think they were I know, I know it racked up. Oscar and Emma. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think they did win something, though. Mm. But it was... So, it was, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, but go on. No, I just thought it was interesting. That's all I really had but to say But it's nice about. that, yeah. like, not nice, but, like, it's interesting that people can actually, like, we're getting to a point where, like, people can be more honest now, like, even high-profile stars, mm. and they can be like, actually, most of the movies I've been in are pretty shit for, like, black or brown people. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of women have that. It's like, I played girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no other, like, character traits, like... But, yeah, you can't really turn stuff down being an actor. You're like, it's a big film, we're going to take it. It's a lot of money. Yeah, especially because if you get a good gig, you get a good gig. Yeah. You're not assured if you're going to get something like down the road right I'm mm. assuming with like creatives or artists or whatever yeah. but especially I like think proper Hollywood you know like and it's like it must be frustrating to read scripts and be like oh this is definitely going to be in the Oscars because white people love seeing white saviours mm. yeah, <laughs> exactly. like, so this is, true this is an option for you and like it's like how much I don't know Biz I, I don't know how much responsibility she, she, she should take for that I know people are like oh you shouldn't have played that role you shouldn't have done this like all those Twitter people <laughs> just like yeah. oh you're wrong for doing that mm-hmm. and it's kind of like but it's your job like you need yeah, money like I don't job. know and sometimes you got to you know there's this what was it, that you have to do what you need like you what you have to do just to come up a little bit yeah and to be fair like back then in 2010 how many movies sincerely were actually like from the view of like people of colour yeah. yeah and then like this and then look at now where we're at like it's a big major shift yeah there's definitely I think a push to get black like, people yeah, yeah so like it's those little roles that like they had to set the path for like us eventually seeing more people of colour actually like telling their stories genuinely like without um, I was about to say without like from the perspective of you know white people telling it what they thought would have been going on yeah because I was about to say um, what was it um, 
a slave. What was that movie with Lupita oh, and um, Twelve Years a Slave? Twelve Years yeah. a Slave. That but weird. that was based off a book from the actual slave when yeah. he did get captured. So that, that's different. Yeah, but um, I, I yeah. love that film though. Yeah, it but, was good. It's and the thing is, there traumatic. was a thing about the white savior in that as well. But yeah. that was an actual story. That's actually what happened. Yeah, like that, what actually happened was no. His it was Brad Pitt. Why Why Brad Pitt. <laughs> Blonde, attractive actor. <laughs> what? Same thing. I yeah. don't remember Brad Pitt in it. But yeah, yeah no, yeah. The oh. But that's the thing. Like, I think it was funny. I remember someone saying that to me about oh, why is there a white savior? I was like, but what actually happened was that uh, a white one yeah. came and worked on the thing, mm-hmm. and then he could tell that he wasn't meant to be there, and he told him, and then he wrote a letter to yeah to get him like, to save it to help him. So yeah. it's kind of like you know, obviously, and not to be funny, you need that like in in. Do- it's people like the um like that carpenter in Brad Pitt's role that were like um fundamental to like civil rights and stuff. Like, yeah. You can't completely yeah. zero out other people. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like we're ignoring like that film completely portrays like brutality, slavery, mm, mm. abuse, that like, same yeah. people like, you know, someone that's like, Oh, I will help you, but you know, here's my other ten slaves that I bought. But like yeah. it doesn't change any of that. Like mm. it still showed all of that. And I think that's what made it even more uncomfortable. It was really weird yes. watching it, I think. Um, when it was like, oh, like one person's being helped, but like obviously that person, um, you uh, like that guy, yeah, he is a free man. But then it's like, why are the rest of people not free? Like, yeah, you're still questioning it when you're watching mm. it. Yeah, I think that one Lupita's um Oscar speech. She she was I forgot the name of the character, but she was like, you know. Um, thanks to the Oscar but she was like and thank you to the woman who was a real woman who I am, yeah. I played that was her life and that's what happened and that was yeah. her and I'm playing her like she yeah. existed and like all these people existed yeah. which is like one of those things where you so uh, yeah I don't know least, to remember. yeah it's kind of like I think it's difficult because like that kind of trope of like white saviour is so overplayed in cinema yeah. that when you see it you're like eye roll but it's like but that actually did happen so yeah. you can't eye, eye roll completely or yeah. be like you can't rewrite the story to make it so all like, yeah. the black people the only people who saved it if it's a true story yeah but if yeah. you're writing it I don't know and I think even with the help like that movie was going to get made regardless um, I'm not saying that she had to turn it down or play it but she chose to and it's like it's fine and she did really well like it was yeah. good yeah. and like there was like, a acting. lot of emotional stuff and Mm. I think maybe the way I guess like you said with the Klansman it was like at the end they were like yeah it didn't come to anything that's not a great ending to a movie, is it? Like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, actually, nothing And happened. if anything, I think it's, like, an even harder job, not saying it necessarily personally affects her or whatever, but as a black woman, to play this nonsense and, like, eye-rolling in your head, like, oh, you're all right, white saviour. Yeah. But you're still acting, you're still doing a job and you're putting all that stuff aside, yeah. whether you agree with it or disagree with it. And, in fact, that's harder, like, because you've got, like, I don't know, like, a, like, a political or emotional investment in the cause and you're just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. She, her new film looks good though it's called Widows and, yeah um, it's like, from Fast and Furious yeah it? it kind of looks Which like one? a um, um, scrappy one. Yeah, 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 that one. one yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to describe her um, but yeah it's uh, it looks kind of like a really like a serious Ocean's 8 like all these women like yeah. heist yeah. movie it looks good I love heist yeah. movies yeah. yeah I think I might actually go see it it's um, but yeah do you want to talk about Cardi B yes um, oh my god have you, you guys been be- following <laughs> that like I know we talked about it before but have you been following the updates of what's been happening or are you not bothered not your face really is Jay's bothered. face is I'm not bothered I'm not bothered I'll talk I'm to Nima then I'll talk to Nima it's fine yeah okay but remember <laughs> so to face the mic Cardi, yeah the Cardi B Nikki fight oh my god so um yeah, so apparently, uh, I don't know what actually happened, but this is what reports say, mm-hmm. um, that Cardi B um, attacked Nikki, don't know if they were talking or whatever, something flew, mm-hmm. and then she had like this big lump, which actually does look like a comical Tom and Jerry lump. Mm-hmm. She had this yeah, huge lump on her face. Yeah. I was like, 
What? How would you? It looks like she got the mumps or something. I don't know. That was. I don't know how you get know, a bump that big on your head. Got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like she was scuffed up. There was no cuts or bruises yeah. or like bleeding when she's get taken. And then she got escorted out by the police, I think. Security and police. Security and the police was going in. You see the you see in the picture where she's like looking like let me behave because yeah, the yeah, police yeah. are coming back. Mm-hmm. She's such a trial. I don't maker. know what I happened. Tell, you can tell she's had that spirit from jump. <laughs> but right? um, yeah. this is not new. Yeah, no, but it's funny. I don't actually really know what happened, and I think they've subtly talked about it as in like not so subtly but we don't know one really knows mm. um, but it just made me laugh though because I remember like some episodes ago we were talking about and I was like Cardi B is potentially or going to be as big as Nikki and you guys were like no 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 and I'm like no Nikki sees as a threat just saying no I think, I think I was, you, <laughs> said, you said she was as good as Nikki and I was like she's not as good a rapper as Nikki Minaj I think she is she's I, not <laughs> or whatever I said I stand by it. I don't remember what I said yeah, yeah, I, feel, yeah, yeah, just, I feel like with Cardi I would need to give her a little time because I know with Nikki what gets on my nerves is like and I think I hear this a lot too is like I feel like I'm hearing the same stuff I heard like 10 years ago with Nikki yes like the okay, way yeah, she got rapped, she's like mature. everything yeah but like um, I think well Cardi cracked the number one and Nikki hasn't done that and mm. that's something to be upset about and, and yet, to be fair Nikki has put down like a lot of grit and like I'm not overlooking that but yeah. um she just looks a bit spiteful. I don't know, but the thing is with with Cardi B as well, I don't know what this really means or how big the awards are, but I was saw like an Instagram post that she posted. Yeah. Um, you know, despite she's still in very early as in, you know, she's winning Best Newcomer not very recently and stuff like that in mm-hmm. places. She had 90 award nominations. nominations in the last like year or couple of years. Yeah, I think. And it's just like, that's year. a lot for someone that was barely signed two years ago or something like that. Yeah. I think, okay, so with the fight, what happened was um basically i don't know in full detail mm. but supposedly there was somebody who made a comment about cardi b's parenting skills i don't know all the baby but don't comment on it <laughs> <laughs> i too have been wondering about that <laughs> so, um uh, apparently it's an ode to um, another rapper or something female rapper like the way she does her nails or a latino artist or something anyhow yeah but how are you gonna look after a fat chubby baby with that it's got soft skin (laughs) but um so basically (laughs) basically um apparently nikki must have like liked the comment and then um they see themselves in public and cardi wants to square up Yeah, yeah but then um the i know the lump um she threw the shoe or whatever (laughs) <laughs> and then <laughs> the shoe, but then I know the lump came by. Um, I think at first I was hearing security, but then I heard it was um another rapper by the name of Ra Ali. Or let me know if you say she's another rapper. She's an entertainer of some sort. Mm. Um, who's friends with how. Nicki Minaj? <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I'm. I don't know all these 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 women. Let me not say that. Yeah. But yeah. I think but, there's um, been tensions for a while. So yeah. It doesn't surprise me, but it does surprise me it's so public. Oh, like, I, in, yeah. So, yeah. I'm really sorry. I'm completely going off topic. Yeah. You, you stopped yourself saying females then, didn't you? Yeah. Because in America, apparently saying female is like a. And I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, but it, like, I saw it on yeah, uh, well, in like I, a I, breakfast club yeah. interview and someone was like, I don't say females. I was like, what? I don't what? Under, Like, it's like an enough insult to really? women yeah, in, uh, say to say females. But that's your. That's actually your sex. That's not even your gender. That's what I thought. And I say males. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just, because you stopped yourself saying it, and I was like, "That's like that's a weird American thing." I think that yeah, females yeah. is like a not you're not allowed to say female. And I was like, "But that's." Me. Wait, Nikki says females in her rap though. Yeah, not necessarily as an insult. She says all these bitches in my songs. No, no, yeah, she says. I suppose she says like I'm the biggest female. So, I don't know. She says female. She probably does. I feel like it sounds like a familiar I word I've heard in a rap before. But then it's yeah. like but in that balance on, of should I be more? 
yeah, I don't I like. I, don't I generally, it, yeah. don't, I don't. I'm like, you know, when you see, it's like if I was like, oh, I don't say yellow, and you'd be like, what? <laughs> like, why? But it's I'm a like, but <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but the thing is, it's just like random things that people ha- yeah. like. You know, it seems to be an American thing to not oh, say that. I don't yeah. understand though. Americans, please tweet us and yeah. tell us what. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. What yeah. Is this what emails nonsense. Yeah. Back on topic though. Yeah. But, right. <laughs> but like, they must have been all right because, or maybe they're just both using each other for publicity, but they were both on um, the Migo song Motorsport, which I like. They didn't record at the same time. And apparently in the video, they were like not necessarily shown in the same shot either. Yeah. There was, there, there was even rumours about... respect each other to a certain level to be on the same track. Do you know the thing is, I had heard that apparently... <laughs> Sorry. What? I'm a you rapper, got, remember? You, no, yeah, no. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the way you used your hands then. You've got to respect each other to a certain level, you know? <laughs> no, that's just how it is, like, when in the female rap game, me, Stacey, Brown About Town Collective. Like, game, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. <laughs> but I heard that even apparently, originally, Cardi wasn't supposed to be on it. Oh, really? But it's, it's Supposedly, her, it's but I don't husband. know. I don't know anyway but it's just good entertainment I really enjoyed it it was Mm. very like um, uh, I want to say ratchet but like (laughs) old school like scrappy fighting yeah but think about it you know people like like raising a fuss about it I was like now you know back in our parents time I'm sure fights used to go down in award ceremonies and stuff Yeah, you know what the difference is social media Mm -hmm. if you see the videos you can see at least three other people trying to get videos yeah like and do you know what's interesting is I thought like assistants and stuff had to sign NDAs so I'm like, so really? Why? Yeah, because she must um, have a good lawyer. She with Nas and Khalees, and he had oh. said something about how their PAs had signed NDA, so they can't say anything anyway. But it makes oh, sense wait. to have NDAs yeah, yeah. who are working for you, like, yeah. especially if, like, you know, like just from watching Kardashians, like when they interview them, they literally do everything for them. They're mm-hmm. not PAs; they're like skivvies. <laughs> like they might be well paid, but like it's like, oh, get me a drink uh, to like, can you organize my wardrobe? To can you do the work that I'm supposed to do? Like what? Yeah. Um, but also, you know what? I think Nikki's losing it. She's like an like an old auntie now. Like she has these fights, and then she goes on like a Nikki Radio, whatever it's called, Queen Radio, Queen Radio, and just like chat shits about it. She reminds me of DJ Khaled. Oh god, she just needs a big belly. Done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I even prefer DJ Khaled. I feel like his is. He's humble. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's enough gossip for today. Yeah. <laughs> this week, this month, even. this week, yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to unsolicited advice. So I'm going to be quick because I've been wanting to talk about the environment a little bit in general because I've been like trying to like get on the environmental flex. So I've got my reusable coffee cup where you get discounts from all the coffee shops. Um, uh, and I think Starbucks charge you now if you, t- you use a cup. And it just feels good. You know when you're like, oh, I go to coffee. You know when you have the coffee thing? You're like, oh, Starbucks so- charges you? you yeah, so it's cups? 5p to use a cup now. Mm-hmm. So it's additional to the thing. Okay, they pay taxes. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Sorry, ever since you told me that, I was like, these motherfuckers, I yeah. pay taxes. Yeah. Anyhow, go on. Um, anyway, so yeah, started using reusable coffee cup. I'm really bad at tote bags, so I don't really use them. Got my reusable water bottle. Started using a moon cup, which is like a period thing, which Look basically is reusable. Mm. Um, <laughs> period thing. Yeah. Oh, also, did you know that vegetarianism slash veganism is the best thing an individual person can do for the environment? Yes, yeah. I did know. Yeah, I was like, that's so messed up. You're welcome for the knowledge I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's true. Like, when people say, oh, you know, veganism or vegetarian, I was like, I love to take the piss out of vegans anyway. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm still, I acknowledge and I understand how good it is in front of the environment. Like, if we all went vegan tomorrow and we just stopped killing animals, we would have, like, the biggest impact on the earth. Yeah. Because so much like uh, green space, everything is like used for like farming, and it's like, do yeah. we really need to eat that much cow? <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then also like methane and shit from cows, yeah. which I thought was a joke when I first heard it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me! You say my cow farts a lot. Yeah, I'm yeah. killing it. I'm like, I'm not killing it myself, but you know what I mean. I'm eating cows, so there's mm. less farts than that. And also like, for, so okay, if you think about it, like you farm for the animals, 
Um, so that'll be a farm that will be bigger than you would for hu- the same amount of humans. Um, and then all this farmland for the cows to be on. And then mm. you kill them. But why don't we just use the uh, farming food for the humans rather than like farm something? Does this make sense? You mm. farm to feed the animals. Why don't we just farm and feed ourselves? Yeah. Like instead, of, like it's okay. just, like so much like land is used. And there's like, all this thing about starvation and shit like that. And also, I guess and it just fucks everyone well up for yeah. everything. Because, like, you know, if you think, like, halal meat and stuff, like, I didn't know it, but most of it comes from Europe and, like, New Zealand. So it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, Is exactly. It? Yeah, when they say it's, like, local, like, you can get, like, sustainable halal meat as well now. Yeah. But it's very rare. And even then, I don't trust it because I'm, like, but I know that basically all the halal stock comes from New Zealand. Yeah. Which makes no sense, but... Exactly, so, like, yeah, so you have to, like, get all the food to travel. It's just, like, so much, like, of an impact that you have. And then, like, remember how hot it was? That was because of the environmental yeah. change. <laughs> so it's really mm. fucking us all up. And people will uh, say it ain't happening for real, that yeah. ain't real. Oh, and also clothing um, we use fashions, is, like, one of yeah. the biggest problems. Because yeah. obviously clothes, you don't keep them for very long. You just, they rip, you throw them away, all this other shit. It's yeah. like, this is... You, you know, you, like, when you stop doing one thing, like, when I, like, a couple of years ago, I got a reusable water bottle, water bottle and i was like fucking hell look how much how many water bottles i used to just buy like i would at least like 100 a year and i haven't done that for two years and it's like that's crazy and like coffee just all the stuff like that sometimes i forget my coffee cup but i'm like Mm. this is like you know you know you notice how much crap you're using you're like this is ridiculous that is true though like like each individual person you're like because i've been reading about like these um like I think groceries we have a long way to go but we can definitely reduce the level of packets you know like lots yeah. of uh, supermarkets are not packaging fruit and stuff and it's like we don't need that to be packaged it's yeah, already yeah. packaged yeah. Um, but stuff like um, like I think you've talked about it when you've done like moisturising like moisturising when you've done makeup and oh yeah, but, yeah. But, like you know like every time you use a moisturiser bottle how many of those do I get through a year or shampoos yeah. where it's like you could just buy like shampoo and like and, you know like you get tea and refill packets like in a sustainable yeah. refill packet or if you made your own things or you had to, um, like I think um, there's a video like an environmental um, charity they did one about Lush so like shampoo bars and stuff oh yeah there's yeah, no, I saw the shampoo no waste bars. product yeah. because like it's all they're in like the bar so, they're like soap your skin. bars but like your, it's for your shampoo, shampoo and so. conditioning I think they do conditioning bars as well and they do moisturiser uh, for like showering moisturising things as mm-hmm. well and it's like it's no packaging whatsoever you mean you can have a paper bag it comes in or you choose not to have that and you can bring your own tub and you can just put it in there and it's at home and you don't waste any product because you use it until it stops yeah i guess one of the issues i think is like for black female hair products it's hard well it's Mm. not too hard anymore to get it but it's like they don't have the sustainable stuff now yet like like, even the size of like shampoo you buy it's like give me a like a bigger double triple size Mm -hmm. thing and then i don't have so much plastic i don't know there's just so many little things you're like and it would actually even for corporations i would assume that would even cut down costs as well yeah because all those plastics and stuff so if you like if you could go to a store and just like by maybe in ounces or yeah yeah what do we measure in I don't know uh, milliliters yeah milliliters and stuff but yeah like just like put it in your little refillable yeah. glass bottle or whatever that would be yeah there's like really okay yeah there's um plastic free shops as well like that you can go to where you can like get stuff and it's, there's no plastic yeah. stuff but they're quite rare but anyway I urge anyone to get yes. at least one thing like you know mm-hmm. reasonable bag reasonable tote. water bottle I love my tote, tote. Man. Yeah, I can exactly. wash it and everything yeah. I've got like yeah, a plastic shopping bag tote one yeah. but it's like not plastic but you know what I mean it's like a slightly like a waterproofy style material yeah um and like yeah I just always have it in my bag and I realise like how many bags I'm not buying or like re- whatever yeah it's just it's just such a waste and it's just I think it's like I, I have a guilt with it now so like when mm. I got my coffee cup I was like oh now I just get the coffee it's slightly cheaper I just feel like more chilled about it but you know you have that li- well I have a little guilt about like wasting so much shit all the time it's, it's kind of crazy 
Anyway, so that's my yeah. little thing. I just felt like I should mention it on the podcast. Even down to like sanitary products. Yeah, Look well, the moon you, cup, that yeah. was also... So the moon cup's like basically a cup you, you put put up yourself and it catches all the blood <laughs> and then you pour it into the toilet, which mm. sounded really grim. I don't know why I said it like that. No, yeah. but, like, um, but that's basically Yeah, it. and I spoke to a moon cup uh, vendor and like they're the mm-hmm. nicest people. Like you can ask them endless questions and they don't mind and then they explain everything to you. Yeah, Do but you- it's just... Um, if you think about all the tampons and like uh pads and stuff that you use if you're having a period every month for 40 years mm-hmm. <laughs> more or longer how much money are you spending as well yeah it's, and it's so much cheaper and what they're, like, they're using pounds. as well yeah, yeah stuff I mean, like the cotton is not i don't think most of the cotton is like okay yeah and so also really. it, pl- it blocks sewers and stuff yeah it's like, like nappies like, isn't it yeah, it's like the same as nappies yeah that was yeah so you know you're like fine. and also I I love like we all need to start taking a bit of personal responsibility for yeah and it's yeah it's cheaper it's easier sometimes and it's just like and it's not like you you can you know i think yeah you can sort of use the products as when needed with it yeah exactly that's it i think that's one of the that's one of the things with like stuff like veganism or water bottles or anything you don't need to do all the time just have it so like even if even if it's 40 percent of the time you use it or if it's like even at work like if you're at work all day you don't really need to have a plastic water bottle because there's water at the Mm -hmm. place there's water Mm -hmm. at home if it, you have the same routine every day, yeah. like it's fine. Like just, just re- yeah. If it's just, not the environment, at least think of the money you're saving yourself. Like yeah, how that, many smokers give up smoking? They're like, oh yeah, I save money. Yeah, generally, I think that's one of the things that you don't realize. You're like, oh, I'm. S-. <laughs> There's so many things where you're like, okay, if I stop like eating so much, I'll lose weight. I'll save money. I'll be <laughs> good for the environment. So much, should you say? Yeah, no, but like I'm just like, yeah, but you know, it's like dieting or whatever. It's like okay, I'll save so much money oh, if I okay, don't yeah. eat this much, and I'll do this if I don't eat so much. I'll be happy. I'll yeah. feel healthier. Then it's like. And like with the environment, it's like, okay, I'll save money, it'll be cheaper, and yeah. I'll feel no guilt about what I do. Well, I'm like, it's just don't reduce diet, just save the environment, same thing. You can do both. <laughs> do both at the same time. Why not? Yeah, anyway, I'll let Nemo go on to her unsolicited advice. Um, okay, so this is a bit long. Well, I'm going to make it short. Basically, my rant was about these um, Western politicians mm-hmm. and their international gallivanting. <laughs> so... More specifically, I'm a, I'm a um, spotlight on Macron. Isn't he like the French president? Yeah. 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 So, he went to Africa not too long ago. More specifically, he went to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But he's had... um, He did go to... I think there was a time when he went to Angola. And he had made a statement that basically, more or less... It might not have been Angola, but it was definitely on the continent of Africa. That mm-hmm. he said that um, African countries should get off colonization, and this is where I have a problem. He's mm-hmm. an idiot because, or he's, he's he's an idealist as well. That's my thing because, um, what um, recently I came to find out that you know that um, France still taxes its former colonies, yeah. And so I thought that's rather funny. You tell people to get over colonization, but you're still benefiting from colonization to the number of like even five hundred billion dollars. What? That the French government actually gets in um, the French, um, yeah, in foreign. Okay, so let me read it. As of January 2014, 14 countries were obliged through colonial pact to put 85% of foreign reserve into the French central bank, putting effectively $500 billion in their reserves. That's a lot of money. But it's that, so that's, um, sorry, from what you just said, it mm-hmm. sounds like the money that the countries will be keeping in different countries anyway has to be. It's it has in, to be France. in France, yeah. Okay, but it, so, it, yeah, it boosts up their banking system and their GDP. Yeah, okay. and there is a tax. I remember I read that in Akala's book. Like, in addition to that stuff, mm-hmm. they have to pay a tax of like 
um, the imports and exports as well to the oh, okay. French yeah. France. Effectively, I guess, in a way of like, you know how like thugs work? Like, we won't invade you if you give us the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thugs. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is, along with that, like, I think I had read, I don't know very well, so I don't want to talk about it too much, but like with Haiti, when Haiti um, got their independence from France, you know, they had more or less blocked like trade from Haiti because they refused to do something similar in terms of taxes and stuff. Yeah. And that could that more or less shows like the effect of um you know just not doing what they want you to do and like look at how Haiti now is a very impoverished country sincerely mm. or whatever. But um I find I just find it quite disgusting. I'm just like the fact that um I don't know even the pres a former president had said by the name of Jacquise I don't know why I even wrote but Jaquise Chirac or something I know I said that wrong but anyway <laughs> Jaquise yeah, I know well, that's definitely wrong but he yeah. said that without Africa France would slide down into Jaquise rank. do you mean uh, Jacques is it uh, J-A-Q yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he said without Africa France will slide down into the rank of a third world power um, and yeah and they've more or less said a lot of stuff like that and their um, oppression basically of francophone countries and i think someone um had told me that in as well as what they get in return maybe is like something like almost it's because of the they use the the frank what they use the frank yeah but they don't. I'm like, but I'm like, France don't even use the Frank no one. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, but the I'm Frank. Like, <laughs> Let's get throw, rid of this. Throwback. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just think, I think it's really silly for you to make a statement such as get over colonisation, but yet you're still oppressing your, um, you know. And you're benefiting your former, from it. Yeah, like heavily. And I don't see any, I don't see any moves right now that they seem to be calling them out on it. And it's, well, a lot of Western silly. politicians are very much like, it's just about PR. They just want yeah. to say, get over colonisation, except they know all, they know all of that picture. stuff. It's all it's picture. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just annoying. Like, I'll hit some black kids, let me take a picture with them. Anyway, yeah. people are long. Because I think, sorry, no, I should wrap on. it up, but the last thing was that he went to um, the Felakuti shrine. Now, Felakuti is a very well-known, um, he's like the father of Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. And he was a very, like, major activist um, in his time or whatever. He's, he came from a very strong, like, um, a family that was really, like, very active in terms of, like, politics and stuff like that as well. And um, I find it funny because he went to the shrine and was dancing and everything. I was like, Bella was completely the opposite of them. what you are. True like, <laughs> <Two of> them. <laughs> That's like dancing on his grave, man. That's not cool. You said what? It's like dancing on his grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah more or less. I was like, you, you and Bella, no. And also, how dare you bring your lack of rhythm to the shrine? He didn't look as bad as Teresa. Oh, God. God. Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even, like, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Oh, like, oh, please. Auntie May, man. Auntie May. Oh, God. But yeah, it's that, like, that's all. The Bollywood class is like reach and grab. Like, no. <laughs> She looks like a robot, like extending. It was painful to watch. Yeah, Theresa May cannot dance. Like, reversing, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she shouldn't try that again. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it just makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, is that the end of the show then? Or do you have anything else to... No, that's it. That was it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. I've forgotten how we end. Um, <laughs> follow us. Oh, subscribe. Okay. Follow us on social media. So brownabouttown.ldn on... Instagram? 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> at brownaboutown underscore on Twitter. Brownaboutown.ldn at gmail.com if you feel like emailing us. And then you can listen to us on Deezer. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on iTunes. Mm. You're probably listening to us on one right now. So maybe subscribe, like, mm-hmm. share. Just yes. tell everyone. You know, help us out. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the end of the show. I've been Jay. I'm Nima. And I'm Stacey. Bye. 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 Okay. Oh, I really-